What it is, what it do, it's Big Mo. It's Good Tales, baby. And welcome back to the Big Mo Podcast, episode 11. Stranger Things, baby. Um, I'm not gonna lie right now, I'm fucking pissed the fuck off. Because um, we've been on talking for about 40 minutes. And my ass didn't fucking press record. So now we got to start the shit over again. All right. Just so you get a little peek behind the scenes. That's right. Oh, bro. And you know what? What? You know what? What? I didn't even realize it's saying record on my screen now. And I didn't even realize this whole time. See, you could have gave me the heads up there, Papa. You did it. You did it. You see, so it's your part of your fault, too. <laughs> it's part of your fault, too, bro. Oh, my God. Listen, but we talked about talked about a lot of stuff. We, we'll get into it. Our main topic of today, anyway, in general, was some of our most influential um, hip-hop albums. Or, as a matter of fact, any album. Before we get into that, though, I want you to like, subscribe, and share and share the channel with your friends. Go on to Apple Podcasts or anywhere you uh, listen to podcasts and listen to the show on Apple Podcasts. If you're listening on there, give us a five-star review. Leave us a comment on the video about your most influential hip uh, albums ever. Albums in general. Doesn't matter. Hip-hop, pop, salsa. Uh, uh, R&B, merengue, everything, <laughs> classic, classic rock, whatever, bro, whatever. All right. Um. So, Kells, bro, I'm gonna get it started with you. What is one of your most influential albums, period, of all time? With me? No. So the person behind you. What do you think? <laughs> hey, yo. What's your most influential album of all time, Baba? Stop it. Get some help. So, at the end of the day, wow. Remember, we could go anywhere. This just this doesn't have to stay with hip hop. No. Honestly speaking, my most influential album of all time. One or one of because we're gonna name one, one of them. Yeah. Wow. Um, well, we're waiting. Um. Wow. I'm gonna have to go with. Hmm. I have. Listen, I have my list, but I feel like. Again, once again, you'll probably listen shit again, like, and you probably mess. No, 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 no. This list, this <laughs> list is le- it's legit. It's legit. <laughs> Literally speaking, true story. Most influential album of all time, Reasonable Doubt. That's it. Wow, wow. That's it. That Reasonable that, that Reasonable Doubt. I mean, that is a classic, bro. That is a fucking classic. That's probably, that's probably his best. The oh, only man. reason why I don't know if I it's say it's influential. What? I'm, I'm sorry. What? What? 
It's hard to cut you off. Um, I don't know if I, I don't know if, to me if it's if it's his best. It's probably top two or top three. I know that for sure. Maybe top two mostly. It's top five. <laughs> I mean, it's definitely top five. I mean, this album is influential because when he came out with it, he was only uh, 27, 28. And um, basically, he was rapping about stuff that 35-year-olds, 40-year-olds was, like, thinking of. Yeah. And for him to come out with this album, every song was so good. And you know what? Not to not... This came out in 96. Illmatic came out in 94. So I don't want to knock Nas' album with Illmatic, but um, I feel like Illmatic was ahead of his time. Classic album. Every It had everything. Everything that a hip-hop person would want. Not one bad song on that album. Not one bad song. Reasonable, reasonable Doubt either. Not one bad song. So both albums you play, you let it play, and and it's, cla- it's classic. Yeah. The only difference between with the Jay Z and Nas is that the Jay Z had the Biggie features, it had an up and coming artist, a Rockefeller, Memphis Bleak. Yeah. It had him basically bringing his team that he. Brought into the rap game, Rockefeller Records. Because remember, Jay-Z tried to sign into a major label at the time. Yeah. Every major label, every major label turned them down. So he said, you know what? I'm going independent. I'm going to form a, a union, uh, a form with Dame Dash. And we, uh, Kareem Biggs, we're going to form Rockefeller Records. Yeah. Rockefeller Records was just dumb three, and Jay-Z brought in the rest. He brought in Memphis Bleak. He brought in Beanie Siegel, which is later on down the line, but I'm just going to go with Reasonable Doubt era. Yeah. He brought in Memphis Bleak. You know, he made songs with Mary J. Blige, Foxy Brown. Yeah. Classic, classic yeah. shit. Yeah. And um, it just, it doesn't get no better than that, man. It, but... Honestly, man, it's it's just like it's 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 a time where we will never get back, and it's the the era of the '90s, and yeah. basically, it's just a different time, man. It's different. It, it's yeah. just it's a classic. Album. But um, my question to you is, why is it influential to you? Why does it, why is specifically to you? Why is it very important to you? By the way, very unprofessional with food in your mouth. (laughs) 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 All right, continue. Oh, my bad, my bad. Continue, continue, brother. Basically. I got him. I got him. I got him, people. Look at it. He can't control himself now. All right. Basically, it's just 
it was a time where I would listen to that album literally every day. And I would say, look, look, look at this. Two songs, out of, literally two songs out of the whole album. Can I Live? That Presidents. Yep. Oh, man, that Presidents. Can I Live is, is basically, it just flows within the time of today perfectly. Yeah. It's like, can I live? Like, whether you're going through your bad things, you're going through your ups, your downs, your, you know, your good times, bad right. times, wh- whatever the case may be. And you have this just this person that is trying to knock you down and you just tell this person like, yo, can I live? Like, I want to be successful. I'm ready to go up and and basically I'm ready to grow up and, and turn into a mega star. So you're trying to bring me down, but I'm trying to be up here. Yeah. So basically, can I live? You know? <laughs> yeah. And that president's that president's is all about basically it's just influential. It just it's time it's a timeless song that I'm off of presidents to represent me, kid. And this yeah. is a sample from Nas. And um yeah. From, yeah. at the end of the day, this record, not for nothing, but like you see, you know, you have pre- you have your, your bad presidents like Trump, you have your yeah. bad presidents like Bush, everything. But I don't want to get political and stuff, but anyway, like you are for presidents to represent you. So basically. It's saying in today's time and everything, you're basically saying like, hey, listen, I'm off of presidents to represent me, you know? Like, I'm doing this shit so that I could get the acknowledgement of presidents to speak my name and, and keep me at a higher pace and keep me high above. And I don't think it was that, the- though. It was that? I thought, I, I, I'm thinking it's more of the I'm off of presidents to represent me, meaning the money speaks for itself of the money. The money I'm making is speaking for itself. I don't like I'm off of presidents to represent me. The money represents me like for, like I don't I didn't I did not think of like presidents and shit like that. <laughs> I don't think Jay-Z gave a fuck about if the president fucks with him or not during that time anyway, especially. Yeah, dude, that's well, he cared about a lot about Barack Obama, though. Oh yeah, but I was later on in his career, no, and that was fucking big too. Um, so you say reasonable doubt, right, Jay Z? I'm trying to think. Okay, it's not okay. I, I'm trying. I'm between two albums right now. I might, I might just name both of them, but for sake of it, I'm gonna say my first rap album that I remember being. My favorite rap album from the first song all the way to the end, Get Rich or Die Trying. To me, that is still one of the best albums ever put out. It's You cannot skip a song. Every song bangs. Every song could have been a hit on the radio and pretty much was at one point. 50 at that point run the streets, ran New York at that point. And it was... um. It was the first CD I remember having too. Like, 
like that was my own like i was like oh shit like i remember asking for get rich or die trying and i remember just listening to that shit, like yo this is real fucking hip-hop bro like this is this is the shit man i fucking miss those early days of 50 and and dipset and the early 2000 days of rap man like growing up and i was i was young listening to that shit but I, I fucking loved it, man. Loved it. And, and another one, it was more of a greatest hits album. That's why I didn't want, that's why I'll bring it up too. It was Biggie's greatest hits because at that point, I didn't listen to Biggie when I was younger because I didn't know who Biggie was, right? So when that, when that greatest hits album came out, I remember getting it and I was like, yo, I fell instantly in love with Biggie. Like instantly he became my favorite rapper of all time right there and then and it still to this day has not changed and but it's it's one of those i remember i remember that's that was when i truly fell in love with hip-hop was biggie and um and 50 cent and even in i I will say the blueprint to throw in there too as well during that time the or jay-z's blueprint was another instrumental like reason why i really got into hip-hop That's cool. I feel like Get Richard Dot Trying was when it came out, man. Listen. Oof. Listen. Everywhere. When, when, listen. Listen. When that album came out, I'm uh, what what year it was old three. What year were think- you, um where were you at that time? I was in elementary school at that time, but I was elementary school. I think I was in fifth grade at that point, about to graduate, or, or I was in fifth or fourth grade. I know one of those two. At that time, I I was in um seventh grade. Yeah. Oh three. Okay, so you were seventh grade. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, I was in fourth. I was in fourth grade. Yeah. So. Wow. Listen, that album, that's one of the albums that is shock the world. Listen, to this day, I've never heard somebody play an album, whether it's it, whether it's raps, Spanish, whatever genre it is. Yeah. I never heard somebody play an album front to back. On their on their car, wherever they may be. Yeah. And it's every day. Listen, I was I was going to school. I was going to school, coming home from school at the time. Yeah. Junior high school. Everybody was playing get rich or dodge. You heard that yeah. shit everywhere. 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 Yep. In the cars, in the club. And that was back then. And that was back then when we had fucking CD players, when we had to carry fucking CD players CD around and shit. Every, everybody was listening to many men. Many, 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 many men. Wish that on me, but I don't cry no more. Don't listen to the sky no more. Have mercy on me. Listen, everybody was pumping that. Everybody was bumping in the club. Everybody was bumping Wangster. And I remember when Wangster came out. Yeah. When Wangster came out, Listen, I was, I I was at a party. I forgot what kind of party. I, I think I was like at a teenage party. I was a teenager at the time. Yeah, yeah. And um, 
I remember Wangsta, man. I remember Wangsta came out. And and um I'm like listening to this record and I'm like, yo, who is this guy? Ferrari F fifty. Ferrari F fifty. And then and then he was like, what was he? What was he saying? AR-15s, the size of little bad wow. Right. We got it, 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 it. Mm. AR-15s equipped the night business. And I was like, yo, who is this guy? Yeah. And I, I, seventh grade, I got confused because my brother at the time, he was buying these, he was buying these mixtape records and, and he was buying his G-Unit shit. Yeah. And um, at the time, it was like I <laughs> I went to school and I had a debate with someone and I was like, listen, they was like, yo, you heard this Wangster shit? I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was like, yo, so who you think is the group? I thought the group was 50 Cent and the artist was G Unit. I don't know why. <laughs> At the time I got it all when mixed you, up. When you're young too, you just be saying Yeah, shit. when you're young, you, you don't understand <laughs> you you be, don't get you, it. Yeah, exactly. You be mixing shit up all the time, like mixing shit up, but Listen, that album, man, Get Rich or Die Trying is, is to, to me, it's a classic fucking album. Yeah, man. It's, it's a classic, bro. That's, that's without a doubt, top 10 best rap albums. It's, and that might be top five rap debut albums. You got, to me, Get Rich or Die Trying. You have um, Illmatic, Reasonable Doubt. Um, I will say, uh, the Chronic that was a de- that, that count that counts as a debut album, or or <laughs> <you're much introduced. clears throat> uh, there's a there's a lot of great debut albums, but get ready to die is what ready to die, ready to die, ready to die. Yes, ready to die is definitely top five, and that's the thing and you already know <clears throat> that greatest hits album led me to ready to die, and I was I. That fucking album is my favorite top ten albums for sure. And you already know it's dark and hell is hot. Oh yeah, yeah. RP RP DMX RP dog. Um yeah. So what's another one? You got you got some more influential albums? Yeah, albums that mean a lot to you. That's what that's what we actually that's what we more like mean albums that mean a lot to us resonate. Like in our hearts or whatever, like bring up bring us back to a period of time, maybe and shit like that. Blueprint one. The blueprint. Oh man. The blueprint. Oh man. And the only reason why I say this album, it's not because I'm not I'm not gonna list all Jay Z albums <laughs> at the end of the day. This is not this is not the podcast for that. Listen, because if you wanna make a podcast about Jay Z, I'll go all day. We know that. but um at the end of the day the blueprint um this album that's another album that doesn't have a miss on it to me yeah that that shit that shit top to bottom but this album is influential and it's very impactful in my life because at the time that it came out um this is the time when bootleg 
albums were like selling like crazy. Oh yeah. You used to go, you used to go like at the corner spot. You used to be like, hey Poppy, you got yeah. the new blueprint? Yeah, yeah. $5, $5, $5, $5. And you used to just pay the guy five dollars. He used to give the, the, the bootleg copy. Yeah, and that's what LineWire was like on fire too. LineWire and Napster yeah. and shit like that, all that shit like back in the days. Kazaa, all that shit. Yeah, yeah. And um this is around the time when um Blueprint One came out in two thousand one when the when the Twin Towers dropped, actually, nine eleven. Yeah, yeah. And um so did um Fabulous. Yeah. Your dreams. Um what was it? Yeah. Uh from nothing to something. Uh, I don't remember the name of that. Ghetto Fabulous. I don't remember that. No, Street Ghetto Dream. Fabulous. Ghetto no Ghetto, Ghetto Fabulous. Fabulous. Ghetto Fabulous. So the week before the blueprint came out. Literally, this true story. Yeah. The week before the blueprint came out, the week before the Twin Towers dropped, me and my brother, because it was around school time, it was the week before it was probably like September, I'd say the third, something like, I don't know. I, honestly, I'm not, I'm not go with these dates back in 2001. <laughs> it, it's it's so far, far gone, you know. It, yeah, it's, 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 been, a, it's been a long time. <laughs> it's a long time. So we was uh, actually school shopping. And I remember my brother took me to the city. My brother took me to the city. And at the time we came out the train station. We came out the train, me and him. Yeah. It was just me and him. We came out the train and um, he goes, yo, Kel, look up. And um, we come out the train station and I look up. And I literally see the twin towers. Yeah. And I'm like, holy shit. You know, at the time I didn't curse, you know, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. but I, I'm saying that as an expression, like right now, like I was like, oh my God. Yeah, yeah. I was like, this is so cool. He's like, yo, cows, that's that's the twin towers right there, Papa. And I was like, yo, get out of here. And we went to we we was doing school shopping basically. We yeah, were yeah. shopping. I was shopping for outfits and stuff like that. And um, there was this store called uh, Transit, I think it was. I don't remember. It was basically like a clothing store that you walk in around around the area. You walk yeah. in and it was like a, it had like a train. It basically had a train and you walk in into the train. Yeah, yeah. And they had like clothing. They had like clothes and shit so you could buy. So, you know, it was basically like school shopping. My mom yeah. gave us like money for like for school, and my brother had, was my brother was working at the time, and he was like he was like yo I got you whatever you want to get grab and and buy it and and that's it that's yeah. basically your 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 outfit for school your first day outfit you know because everybody first day outfit was fresh yeah, as hell exactly yeah you had to come and look at fresh fresh, and then we stopped by this little corner spot around there there was. You know, selling CDs. They had the blueprint, so we bought the blueprint, and um, we bought the album. We played it. We played it in the CD player because we both had CD players. We had we had our Walkmans, and um, we got home and we listened to it more and stuff like that. And it's just like wow. That's, and that's before it released too, though, right? Before it released, yeah, yeah because because they had it the bootleg ready before. Yeah, people getting- used to have. People used to have their albums leaked 
Yeah. Like a week, a week or two before it actually released. Yeah, yeah. And that's what happened with the black album too. The black album had the, the same, the same um the same problem. It suffered from the same um in you know what's what's the word I'm looking for? It suffered from the same basically the same shit. Yeah, yeah. The black album. And black album was literally bootlegged two weeks before it came out. Yeah. And everybody knew all the songs. And when Jay-Z did that last concert, when when um when he was supposedly supposed to retire. Uh, yeah, yeah. Everybody knew all the lyrics to the fucking black album song. And Jay-Z was like, what the fuck is going yeah. on? Okay. And it is it's just timeless, timeless time, you know? Back in the days you used to get the albums early and shit like that. It's crazy. It's crazy. I mean, you still you still get leaks now and there, but I think they're more tighter with it because since everything is more streaming anyway, it's more tight. It's so, more tight now. So it's way more tight. Um, I I have another. Uh, it's not really an album. It's more of a mixtape. Um, okay. this mixtape came out around February. I remember, and February of twenty eleven. Um, okay, and, and it got me through the my last semester of high school big time um and that is nostalgia ultra by frank ocean wow that is is without a doubt and i'm gonna say it i'm being honest is my favorite mixtape of all time um that that mixtape got me through a lot of shit and and it, it's still, I still hear it today, and it transports me back to those days. And it's just so fucking soothing. His his music is such a vibe. Frank Ocean, in the uh, the last decade, because he hasn't come out. He coming out with a couple of singles this decade so far, from 20, 2020, 2021. But from from the last decade, he's like my top five favorite artists from the last decade. Like all both of his albums, Blonde. And and um and Channel Orange to me, untouchable. Both of them fucking amazing. And that mixtape, not Nostalgia Ultra, just got me through shit, man. Like it got me through like girl problems and 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 it got me through stress with with school because in my school, bro, my school, um, my high school, my last year, my house, my school in general, they they treated it like basically like it was a fucking college, bro. Like I would have to do like. 12 page papers and shit like that, like just straight up crazy shit. So, and we had to do like presentations and do a fucking PowerPoint and present it to a, a, a bunch of teachers and shit like that. So it was like a lot of stress on us that year. So that album really soothed my soul, like basically that year. So, and then in that same year, but right afterwards, after I graduated in October, came my favorite Drake album, Take Care. And that's another album. That whole year, to me, those two those two projects really resonated with me so much personally in my personal life. Like Drake has some of the when you talk about like emo Drake, that's like peak emo Drake right there. Like Fuck that doing it that you love so bad. Come on, like but I was going through stuff. I was, I was, I was crushing on this girl that 
didn't feel the same way about me, but it was like a whole big thing. Like it, it was just like, so it was just, I, I, when you, when you connect to a certain type of music, it makes it 10 times better. And that's why I understand when people say nothing was the same as his best album. Like, I, I, I always say that's true. And I completely get it. And I completely get it. I'm not going to argue with that at all. Cause rap wise, that's his best album. But when it comes to my personal feelings, Take Care will always triumph. Nothing was the same. And it's just, it, it just, it was, it was the, it came out at the right time for me. That's, that's, that's plain and simple what it is. It came out at the perfect time for me. Um, my boy Kofi could tell you this, this was my, I had this shit playing like <laughs> all the way, man. Like all the time. And what I, is it? What is it? One more time. Fuck that, yeah, that you love so bad. I know you still think about the times we had. I say no, fuck no, that. Stop, stop, stop. Because you <laughs> my feelings. <laughs> nah, but um, yeah, man, that that fucking album, those two, that that mixtape, Nostalgia Ultra, like some of the best. That fucking he took Hotel California and turned it into. Uh, R&B song. Wait, 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 wait. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Hotel California from the Eagles? Yes. No way. You haven't heard this song? Never heard of it. Okay, after the Zoom, I'm, we go, we're going to listen to that shit. Um, he took Hotel California and flipped it. Frank Ocean. Frank Ocean. Kept it the same, kept it the same, um, the same beat and everything. But made different different uh, lyrics and it's called American Wedding. I gotta hear it. It's fucking brilliant, bro. Gotta hear it. The whole from top to bottom, bro, you would not I'm telling you right now, you will you will understand why I say it's the best is my favorite mixtape of all time. You will totally understand why I gotta hear it. Because um, the um what was it? The Eagles um Hotel California. Yeah. That song is classic. That's one of my favorite Eagles are one of my favorite bands and my top five favorite band of all time. So that's that's another discussion for another time. This this is a discussion that I want to make for another time, but I just want to throw it out there. Guitar Hero. Guitar Hero yep. is is one of these games. I'm sorry, I don't want to throw anybody off or anything, you know, but um Guitar Hero is because you say Hotel California. Yeah. Guitar Hero is a game. Especially Guitar Hero 3. Guitar Hero, yeah. Guitar Hero 3. Yeah. Guitar Hero 3. Guitar Hero, um, what was it? What's it? World Guitar Tour? Hero 3, Guitar Hero World Tour, and Guitar Hero uh, Metallica. Those freaking games gave me so much life. And at the time... These games came out with like 2008, 2009, 2010. Yeah. I used to freaking love these fucking games. And I used to be like this. Yeah. And yeah. It is, it's just classic. Also, it, also, it was a gateway. Right. It, it, it really impacted my life. It, it changed was, my life. It was also a gateway into rock music for a lot of people, too. Because yeah. I've, always li- I've always heard rock music growing up, but didn't realize it was rock. I didn't classify yeah. it as rock. I just classified yeah. it as music, you know? So when I right. heard 
when when I listened to when I played Guitar Hero three, and when I heard Paramore for the first time, Misery Business, I oh. fucking lost. I was like, yo, what is this? Yo, bro, I I I discovered so many songs through that, and I was like, wow, I didn't know there was sung by this person. I didn't know this person. I didn't know that. Oh shit! And then I just became a fan of rock. At that time, it was just like I was listening to rock, like a whole bunch of rock. Yeah, and and, and I was listening to Ozzy Osbourne, Crazy yeah, man. Train, Crazy Train, Bark at the Moon, Bark at the Moon. Yeah, Yo, yeah, it was like, so, so oh, many man. Oh, man. oh man, it's just Guitar Hero. Give it up with good, get just give it up for Guitar Hero, man. Give it up, what's up, clap it up, clap it up, clap it up. Activision, they 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 that were all classic, yeah, that, that's a classic. Guitar Heroes 3 Legends of Rock, I think that's what that's it, yeah, that's the most classic Guitar Hero that's, ever that's, of all that's time. The one, that's the one that broke out because I remember the first two, but I didn't really get it, and then. The third one, my friend had her at her house, and we used to play it there. And that was like, yo, I gotta get this shit from my house. Yo, to to this day, to this day, like uh, Dante Wilder. To this day, to this day, to this day, to this day, I would, I would still play fucking the shit out of Guitar Hero. I would love to get it again. To I would, yo, I still have. It'll be the hard Xbox, to play it, man. I still have Xbox 360 with the freaking guitar. Yo, bring and to this day, <laughs> to this day, I would put the batteries on that fucking guitar and I would play the shit out of Guitar Hero to this day. Yeah. It'll take some time have, to get to. I have three. I have, listen, I have three. I have five. I have Metallica and I have, um, not World Tour. It was another one, but yeah. I think it was like the best of Guitar Hero, some bullshit yeah. like that. They had, um, I would play all of them. Yeah. yeah. Rock Band was pretty good too. I I didn't really. I wasn't a fan of Rock Band. I rock, I was more. Rock Band had the whole set. They had like the drum set and all that shit too. So yeah, so they Guitar Hero. Yeah, yeah. After, after like came out with that after after one rock. Yeah, world world tour. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, when they had the drums, the the mic, all that. I mean, listen, I'm gonna plug it here because by time maybe maybe he'll announce it, but sometime next week. I'm gonna do a show with my boy Rob Fishback, and we're gonna be talking about um, '50s music, '50s and '60s music, most likely, and talk about like our favorite artists from those times. Like, and I, I, I that's gonna be the fun. Um, bro, I, I listen. You know me, bro. I listen to everything. So, they got artists like Frank Sinatra, Nat King Cole, fucking Ray Charles. You got classic, classic. Guys came out of forties and fifties, oh fifties and fifties and sixties, um. But yeah, man, like I'm telling you, there's a lot of info. Like there's a lot of also on the Spanish side here. I'm gonna kick it to the Spanish side right now. To me, one of my most influential albums. It's more than this, but I'm gonna just pick this because I feel like it's maybe his best album in the nineties. Um, Mark Anthony's Contra la Corriente. That album, bro is literally just perfect and it it elicits so many memories bro like i hear that and automatically remember me growing up and and being being in the house and listening to mark anthony i was going to florida and being on vacation listening to mark anthony in the fucking in in the 
in the in the car and just like oh man like mark anthony like mark anthony is like a god to me like to be honest like all his i don't think mark anthony unless it's an english album has come out with a bad album at all like especially spanish wise side side wise he has not come out with a bad album period period and i feel like mark anthony he has so much good music man and yeah. he's been out since like the fucking the early 90s bro yeah listen, late he, 80s late 80s early 90s listen he started out he started out not even going to do salsa he started out as a free as a fucking actor no he started with freestyle he was gonna do really? a, he he was gonna do a, it was like a freestyle mixed with house type shit and I, I forgot the name of the album. I'll pull it up right now. It was when the night when the night is over with Louis uh Little Louis Vega. It was it was a uh, it was a uh, in ninety one, and it was a uh, a dance music type album. So that was the first thing he and I remember in interviews he always talked about he never thought he would get into salsa because he always felt that was old people music and shit like that. But that's how we felt when we were young, young, young. We grew up with that. We probably danced to it and shit like that. But we were like, it's older people stuff, you know? But I, since we grew up with so much, like, I don't remember a time of me hating salsa ever. Like, there was no question of me, like, out of the womb, I fell in love with salsa, bro. You, you remember back in the days, bro, we used to throw the parties bro, and everything. The 90s parties was fucking... If I could take a fucking time machine... And go back to any time, it will be the 90s. And be like the same age and party in the fucking 90s, bro. Party in the 90s. Have, have one of these. Party oh. in the 90s. Oh, my Listen God. Listen to Sasha. Oh, my God. That's a bachata. Some fucking... I, 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 I even probably take a line. <laughs> you know? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Like it's just like nah, you going a little too far, Papa. I don't know what you talking. You went, you went back another decade. You talking about the hate? <laughs> but listen, no, in all reality, nineties with with the salsa with Mark Anthony, Gabriel Iglesias, um, Victor Manuel. Um, you still had Gran Combo coming out. And Gran Combo. Tito Rojas, rest in peace, Tito, Tito Rojas. Rojas. You have oh. freaking um Los Adolescentes. Yeah. You had Grupo so Nietzsche. Much. Grupo Nietzsche. Yeah, you had so much. Um uh we can literally yeah. we can literally it, it, make a podcast so much. Salsa alone or Spanish music alone, bro. And spending yeah, yeah, it yeah. We we're gonna have to do that because, because we, I'm about to get into a rampage right now. <laughs> Like you but have, you so many, so many good artists. This man. is the track list from from Tito Nieves. Tito Nieves. My God, man! This is the soundtrack from Contra la Corriente. You got Yubo Alguien, bro. That's that's Yubo Alguien. Yubo Alguien. Todo. I'm about to, I'm about to whip my head out and start dancing right now, man. <laughs> you got Contra la Corriente. Um, si, si te vas, si te vas, si no. te vas, me voy a regalar, te voy a regalar una Navidad, un cariño nuevo. Yo, uh, no me conoces? <laughs> Come on, bro. Hit after hit. 
No sabes cómo duele. No sabes cómo duele. Oh, my God. Um, la luna sobre nuestro amor. That's another good one. Sus uh, suciden en un mal sueño. Bro, there's no bad fucking song, bro. No bad fucking song. And then before that, you had... What was the other album? You had another album, Otra Noche. Ot I mean, Otra Noche. Otra Nota, which is his first um, album that came out with um, Salsa and shit like that. That one you had... Um, you had um, Palabras del Alma. Palabras del, Palabras del alma. Si tú te fueras, oh my God, hasta que te conocí, hasta que te conocí, which was Juan Gabriel's version is another fucking banger too, which that was the original Juan Gabriel. Um, un, el, el último beso que puso en tus labios, todavía lo siento. <laughs> Yo, make it with you. Necesito amar, necesito amarte más y más. Ni, 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 ni. O juego o amor y si, si he de morir. Yo, I'm telling you, ah, that was that one. Then you, that, I could go on for days. Todo a su tiempo, that's the second album. This one had, oh my God, oh my God. This one had, si me, uh, se me sigo virando. Te, cono te, te conozco bien, te conozco bien. Hasta, hasta ayer, nada, hasta ayer. nadie como ella. Yo, that, no hay nadie como ella. Te amaré, llegaste a mí. Y, y sigues uh, siendo tú, y sigues siendo tú. <laughs> you know, you go off for this, like, por amarte. Por amar se de todo. Y vieja mesa. And then you had, um, then you had the Mark Anthony when he came out with his first solo English album, his first English album anyway. And you had, uh, I need to know. You had fucking, oh. Uh, I uh, need to know. Oh my God. You had, I need to know. know. Mark Anthony is top five favorite artists of all time. De la vuelta. You sang to me. My baby, you, my baby, you are the reason, you the reason I can fly. <laughs> I'm going to be listening to Mark Because of you. I don't have to wonder <laughs> why. My baby, you are the reason I love. And I love like this one. <laughs> We got Kel singing. Yes. <laughs> oh man, when I dream at night. I mean, I mean, you could go on for days. No, when I dream of when I dream of you. No, so when I dream at night. That's the name of the song. Oh, the, uh, yeah. oh I'm thinking about Selena. And then, Selena, man. Um, and then of course, one of the best. Like this song, still gets me pumped to this day. Preciosa. When he sings Preciosa and you're Puerto Rican, bro, there's no way you can contain yourself. I used to be like this, bro. This used to be me. When it used to be like the parties, it'd be like that. Like slamming down the floor, like. Preciosa te llevo dentro, dentro de mi corazón. Yo, you got Puerto Rico, your heart. I used to be like this. 
<laughs> I used to be fucking 10 years old singing with a fucking passion like, Yo te quiero, Puerto Rico. <laughs> Yo, I tell you, man, there's nothing like that song as a Puerto Rican, bro. That shit will get you hype. Hype as fuck, bro. Hype. I love Mark Anthony. Mark Anthony is the GOAT. Is the GOAT. So we're gonna we're gonna keep it in the Puerto Rican section, man. Oh, oh, oh shit. We're oh, gonna shit. go. Oh, I think I know where you're going. Where you think I'm going? Man? I don't know. You tell me. You tell the audience. You say you think I know where I'm going. I want to know where you tell no, me. No, no, no. I don't know. I don't know where you're going. Now. <laughs> now you got me. <laughs> we're gonna keep it Boricua. We're gonna go with Big Pun. El Cartel, the big boss. Daddy Yankee, yo. Listen. El Cartel? ¿Qué pasó? Oh, sorry. Kelsey in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> El Cartel or you mean Barrio Fino? No, no, no. El Cartel. Oh. I'm not going to go with Barrio Fino because El Cartel the El Cartel album impacted me more because Barrio Fino came out when I was a little younger. Yeah. So El Cartel came out with like, what, like 07? And um, this is around the time when um, Daddy Yankee came out with Impacto, came out with... Um, yo, yo, that, that album was just fire, man. That's to me, besides Barrio Fino, El Cartel was one of my favorite Daddy Yankee albums. Yeah. All time. Yeah. And he has so much fucking he had hits on that album. He had um El Cartel, he had he was basically cocky on this album. Yeah, yeah. He was like, yo, I'm I'm going listen. Oh, yeah, next. I'm 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 on the top of the reggaeton list. None of y'all fucking with me. Basically, he had Impacto, he had um, uh, Fuera de Control. I don't know if you you know the, the, the songs of I'm putting it up right now. I'm, I'm trying to find it because I, I don't remember it by heart. So I got yeah, once I see yeah. it, I'll remember it. He had Fuera de Control, he had, um, um, he had the big boss. Y tú me dejaste caer, pero ella me levantó. Yeah, he had, he had that song. Yo, that man. album, that album right there, man, untouchable. I have Un-fucking-touchable. I, I haven't listened to it in a while, so I might have to listen to it. Damn. That's what I, that impacted me because when that album came out, this is around the time when people was thinking Daddy Yankee was done. And yo, this is around the time after this is the album he released after Barrio Fino. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. It was the second. It was was it? It was now it's really his second. Because we counted I'm counting as as because I don't count the the ones that were I'm counting the ones that made like Barrio Fino came out and then right after Barrio Fino, what came out after that? Encarted. El, el, yeah, El Cartel, okay? And then Talento de Barrio was good. Talento de Barrio, that, that was really good. That was really good. I mean, Talento de Barrio, right off, right off, right off. Somos de la Calle is, I mean, that's a banger right there. The Tú reason. sabes que somos oh, de, de Calle. 
aquí en mi corazón que se fue. Since you, but, since, since, wait, continue. Can you got something left to say? Yeah, so, yeah, all right. The, well, the big boss was basically, he was at his fucking peak, man. He was like, yo, Daddy Yankee was untouchable at the time. Yep. Nobody could touch him. And he has so many good songs in the album. And, yo, I used to listen to that album every single day. And this is around the time when, I wasn't even listening to rap music at the time. I was just, just listening to fucking Daddy Yankee. Yeah, yeah. Because his fucking music was just bumping. And I was like, yo, this this guy could do no wrong. Yeah, yeah. That ass. It was, that, was, that was a time where reggaeton was so big in the States, too. Yo. So big in the States. This one came out, like, what? Like, 2006, I think? That one, um... Oh, uh, Talento Barrio. I mean, you talking about uh, you talking about um, Cartel, Cartel. Cartel came out oh seven. Oh seven. All right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, it was right smack dab in like the middle of like. Chio. I was in middle school when that came out. Chio. Oh my god. Tell you right now though, since you kicked it to reggaeton, I'm gonna give you probably my favorite reggaeton duo. One of my favorite reggaeton albums. Recently under. In 2006, Pal Mundo. There's no... Bro, I'm telling you, like, the Dale. Like, ya me pa verte, tu quieres conocerte, yo conocerte. Paleta, with that Yankee paleta. Paleta. So, sola, sola una noche, Ma, Mayor Que Yo, Part 2, La Barria with Hector the Father, Calle Callejero, Sinel, Rakata, Sensacion with, with Tony Dice. <laughs> what happened? You almost kicked something? <laughs> Habla, da. Noche de Sexo, I mean, oh. I mean, with Aventura, bro, at the time. Oh, it's Noche de Sexo. <laughs> Mírala bien. Eh, Mírala no bien. Mírala 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 bien. La compañía with uh, Franco uh, El Gorilla and Gorilla. What, what happened to Franco El Gorilla? And I like Franco El Gorilla too. I like his his like one of his albums. I really Yo, I, haven't, I haven't heard from him in years, yeah, bro. Yo quiero fuera de base. Then he had like remember he had the remix to Hakata with Ja Rule. Remember that? Remember that remix with Ja Rule? That show's horrible. Hakata. <laughs> <laughs> and then he had the song they had the song with oh, unfortunately r kelly burn it burn it up no that song that song was fire though bro that song is that song was fire girl make it hot like the roof is on fire sakala Dale, no la tengas miedo. This was his deluxe edition. 
Te quiero, Pepolín. <laughs> you don't understand, bro. No, this, this, makes, this makes me want to go to a party. And, uh, you don't, listen, you don't understand. Yeah. When Sakala came out with Don Omar. Yeah, Don Don Omar and Hector, the father, too. That shit made me feel freaking gangster, yo. Like, <laughs> Sakala. <laughs> I used to go I used to go to my school like yo what's up? <laughs> like what what? What it do? <laughs> yo, it was middle school too, so I had to be like I was that's why everybody's hormones are raging. So I was ready to fight. I was like, yo, what's up? <laughs> I'm telling you, we could go on for days. We have so many influence, like so many albums and just music that's very influential to us and brings us back a lot. We won't even get into all the bachata and fucking merengue that we've heard growing up. That's a story. You don't I, want to get into and we only and we only hit the tip of the iceberg with when it comes to salsa, and um, with that being said, we're gonna go. I'm transition a little bit out of music. We're gonna talk about this because even though we did talk about this in the beginning, obviously we weren't recording. Shout out to my Knicks, baby. My Knicks, eight games in a row. We out here killing it. And I'm telling you, y'all better watch out for the Knicks in the playoffs. The Knicks have been just fucking tearing it down. Look at that. Kel's got brolic on me all of a sudden. The <laughs> Knicks, man, out here doing their thing, man. Randall killing it. RJ Barrett killing it. Emmanuel quickly killing it. Coached by the great Tom Thibodeau. Like, got Rose, my boy Rose, back in the building. Like, this team is special, man. This team is special <laughs> and it's fun to watch. It's fun to be like, I never thought I'll be more excited to watch Nick games than watch Yankee games. It's just crazy. But like, Nick's tape. Nick's tape all day, bye bye. You already know Nick's tape all day. Nick's tape. Yeah, I had to give some love, at least a little bit of love before we get get rolling, you know? Uh, Um, Yeah, shout out out for the Knicks, man. Shout out to the Knicks. Shout out to Madison. <laughs> this guy's gonna get killed. <laughs> <I'm>... <laughs> this guy's gonna get killed. Yeah. See, se me cayó algo, mami. See. If he thinks I'm deleting this, I'm keeping this shit. This shit is gold. This shit is staying on the fucking video. Um, but with that being said, people, it's time for us to hit the deuces, chuck up the deuces. <laughs> we see y'all on the flip side. Don't forget to like, share, subscribe, comment on the video, comment some of your favorite albums growing up. What are some albums that really resonated with you as a person? Give me all that shit. Talk about the Knicks. What is your favorite NBA team? Frankly, I don't give a shit, but you can say it. <laughs> but but, but you're gonna, gonna have some people go up and be like, the Brooklyn Nets. And they're like, oh, 
get out of Brooklyn. I don't care. I'm from Brooklyn, born and raised in Brooklyn. Fuck the Brooklyn Nets, straight up. There were only there's only one New York team, and that's the New York Knicks. Period. Nobody plays in the Mecca. They're playing in fucking Barclays. Sorry, that's that's nobody. Nobody cares about Barclays. Everybody cares about Masters. Nobody says, "Oh, I can't wait to play in the Barclays Center." No, everybody says, "Oh, I can't wait to play in Madison Square Garden." The mecca of basketball, the greatest sports arena, the greatest arena ever, the most famous arena, period. But with that being said, Kells, where can they follow you at, bro? They can follow me on Instagram, man. Um, what was he even forgot his Instagram name? You see that? We all fucked up today, man. I don't know what's going on, but we. Prophecy is Kells. You can follow me on Instagram, Facebook, uh, regular name, full, full first name, full last name. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm not putting my fucking Facebook. Nope. Um, you can follow me on Instagram at bigmo104, same as Twitter. You can find me at bigmo one. Um, Big Mo 104, you got me over here fucking up too. Um, catch us every Saturday at 8. <laughs> Don't forget, like I said before, like, share, share and subscribe. And we'll see y'all on the flip side. Peace out, people.